Hey everybody, you're listening to Big Things with Zach Miko. On today's episode, we sit down with blogger and writer of Furiously Just Me, Marcy Cruz. Now sit back, relax, and listen to the theme song. And welcome, welcome, welcome to Big Things with Zach Miko. As always, I'm your host, Zach Miko. How's everybody doing today on this lovely, lovely summer day? Again, I'm assuming it's lovely because I'm recording a day or two beforehand, but I think it's going to be nice. This this week looks pretty good. We have a great episode for you today. We are sitting down with blogger and the writer of Fiercely Just Me, Marcy Cruz. Marcy's a true delight met her at a couple of different fashion events and whatnot. Marcy was one of the first people to start writing about me right after Bruce over at Chubster and all the other people uh, started writing. She was one of the first bloggers who gave attention. And I love Marcy because she gives so much attention to big and tall fashion and to the bigger guys. And we need allies in this. So it was great to sit down and talk to her. Um, I hope you guys really enjoy it because I really enjoyed talking to her. And without further ado, my episode slash interview slash whatever you want to call it with the amazing Marcy Cruz. Ladies and gentlemen, I am sitting here with model and blogger of Fearlessly Just Me, Marcy Cruz. What's going on? A lot of things. That's good. <laughs> all good. All good. So you and I have known each other for a while now, which yes. is always a good thing. Yes. Um, you were one of the first bloggers to write about me. I don't oh, know if you know that. No, I did not. I mean, like, like when this all first started happening, this yeah. was like almost three years ago at this yeah. point. But yeah, you were one of the first people to write about me, so I've always, I've always been a fan. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so humbled by that. Thank you. No, of course. So let's start from the very beginning. Um, where are you from originally? I'm from here. Perfect. I'm, I'm a Queens girl. Always in the. We were talking earlier about the Rockaways. Always in the Rockaways area. Yes. Or? Well, I was born actually in Elmhurst, but then. Oh, okay. But I, I was born and raised like, not born and raised, but. You know, I oh. moved to the Rockaways when I was four. So I've lived by the beach, you know, pretty much most of my life. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've always loved the Rockaways. I always love going down there. But um, that uh, I hadn't been down there since. I, last time I was there was like post-Sandy. It was mm. like just after. So all the bulldozers were on the beach. Yeah. And all that stuff. That was a tough time. I was going to say, what, did you get affected by that? Um, well, I live in an apartment building, yeah. so um, we didn't lose like our house or anything, but we no, were totally. displaced for a couple of months. We didn't Jeez. have we didn't have power, yeah. You know, so there was no heat, no water, nothing. So, um, you know, we had to stay with family. Yeah, and it, it was just, it just sucked because it was like right around the holidays. Like it happened like the day before, I think it was, or the day after Halloween. Yeah, no, no, yeah. it was it was Literally. like right at Halloween. I remember because yeah. In my neighborhood, there was still like 
the, it was the day after and there were kids out trick-or-treating and i remember it was but yeah they were like trick or treating. it was the day before they were trick-or-treating around like falling down trees and stuff y- was, you know? it was very like <laughs> surreal wow. and weird but it was like they're not stopping us from getting our candy no, hey exactly. i'm not i'm not mad at that at all <laughs> no which is that's what i liked is all the neighborhood was very much just like no 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 i know we just had a big old tragedy and a right. lot of people are you know, not doing well, but it's Halloween and these kids don't know. And it's yeah. going to be real hard to explain to them. Yeah, exactly. Like, at least let them have some kind of normalcy, you totally. know, during chaos. But, um, yeah, and it affected us, like, through Thanksgiving. It was the first Thanksgiving that we oh. didn't have together. Jeez. Um, Christmas. Like, it was just really weird. Yeah. I, I had a lot of friends who were from um, New Orleans, but mm-hmm. I met them after Katrina. So I never, yeah. you know, you'd hear these horror stories and you, yeah. and it, they became very hard to imagine until Sandy happened. Now, Sandy wasn't as bad as Katrina right. as far as like loss of life and property. Goes, right. But it was it was real bad. I mean, it was bad. Like a lot of people, especially in the Rockaways. I know you guys got there was that one. Wasn't there one area of the Rockaways where like 80 plus homes burned down it was further up um i want to say west yeah um like breezy point Jeez. bell harbor like people lost their homes i know plenty of people who totally had to like build from the ground up some people had to relocate because they couldn't afford it um now what i like about what happened in that is that it be- it brought more awareness about um, flood, yeah. you know, insurance and a lot of houses now we, cause some of them are under sea level. Mm-hmm. So they had to be built more upwards, Jeez. you know, just so they don't get that flooding. Cause even now when it rains, like yeah. the flooding is crazy. So, because you know, you have the Bay on Jamaica Bay on one side yeah. and then you have the ocean on the other. So like with Sandy, the ocean and the Bay met. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. So, because you could see the water line in my apartment building. It got up to the first floor. I live on the third floor. And we didn't evacuate because my mom is very, like, old school. She's like, I'm not leaving my house. I and, know, you know, yeah. the year before, we had Irene, and they made us evacuate, and nothing happened. Oh, I remember that. Right. So, was... everyone was like, I'm not leaving. Irene, it, nothing happened with Irene. So, I'm, I'm staying home. And yeah. then... We were stuck home for three days before my aunt c- came to get us yeah. because there was no phone. We had like no phone service, no heat, no water. And I mean, the water receded quickly. Yeah. But like the next day was just it, it was out of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I saw cars look like they were just like thrown like King Kong yeah. came through and just like said, OK, throw. No, I remember yeah. like, just seeing even in Manhattan, I remember seeing videos of. There's the underground parking garage. Yeah. And I remember seeing videos of the cars floating up yeah. out of it just because yeah. it was completely submerged. It, it was, yeah. It's something that's unforgettable. A lot of people are still dealing with like post-traumatic mm-hmm. disorder. I know for me, even though I was l- one of the lucky ones, yeah. it took me almost a year to even want to walk near the boardwalk. Yeah. Because I was so terrified because I heard like the ocean line changed. Yeah. Um, it, it came in higher. They had to totally like rebuild the whole beach mm-hmm. which from the sand to the boardwalk. So it was scary to, to even walk near there to just know that the water could be so treacherous, you know? Yeah. Now I'm okay. Like I got over that anxiety. Um, no, and they've done a lot. And of I kind of feel ridiculous even saying, oh my gosh, I'm scared to like go near the beach. But 
Listen, when it the was beach after comes that, to yeah. you, to <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's a pretty a pretty safe assumption you'd be a little nervous about it. Right, right. No, no, no. I mean, I don't I don't blame you yeah. for that at all. Sandy was a trip. Yeah, um, it really was. It, I mean, like, and 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 we're still dealing with the effects of it, especially yes. like you know, there's still people. This is what four or five years later. Yes. And there's still people displaced. There's still people who've, who've never gotten their home back. Who've yes. Never done. And mm-hmm. then we also go to, there are people who, um, I mean, or the whole transit system is still destroyed from oh Sandy. And that's why we're having right. such a horrible time. Like they're shutting down subway line after subway line. Right. Because every single tunnel under the Hudson flooded entirely. Exactly. And all that seawater sat there for a very long mm-hmm. time. That's why they're shutting down the L train now. That's why they shut down. I don't know the name of the tunnel, but the R going into Brooklyn was right. shut down forever. I'm sure. I remember that. Yeah. They must have had, you must have had issues in the Rockaway because you have that one, Yeah, uh, we that didn't one have, train is like right on like that marsh water level as you're crossing. Yeah, we didn't have a subway service for like, I want to say like six to eight months. <laughs> and yeah, and I mean, now it's much better five years later, like the yeah. trains are running. Well, now you speak of this, now through September 13th, mm-hmm. there's no uh, train service to Far Rockaway oh. because of the flood prevention work that they're doing. Um, so, <laughs> Man, it is. so part of the, the route into the Rockaways, you have to take a bus. Yeah. And I think it's that, that part where broad channel, you know, that bridge, like you yeah, said, yeah, so yeah. they're working on that. So, um, yeah. New York was so unprepared. <laughs> it really Sandy. was. Because as, it's funny that you say Irene, because I remember we were all told they're like, this is it. We're losing exactly. half of New Jersey and all yes. of Queens and Brooklyn are going. Like, yeah. we were, like we were, they were, they were like predicting floods up to 34th street for Irene. We were like. And everyone buckled down and happened. I remember I was going on tour with a play and I was the last plane out of New York and you could mm. see this wall of clouds and stuff. Like it was a big storm. Don't right, get me wrong. Right. But it was a storm. And we you know, nothing really happened. A couple of people had their basements flooded and they were mad about it. But like Yeah. But yeah. it was not nearly the devastation. So I think when Sandy came around everyone kinda relaxed and they yeah. were just like, No, it doesn't happen, it's fine and then just it was it was a trip. Well, that was a depressing way to start. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I think people need to talk about it. The Rockaway, I mean, I yeah. mean especially out in the Rockaways. It, Sandy did a number on the New York, New Jersey area. And it, it really it did. still has not fully recovered from it. No. Um, but anyway, let's talk about the better parts of, <laughs> of, of being raised in the Rockaways. <laughs> oh, man. Did you go to school in the Rockaway area? Yes, I did. Um, yeah. And actually, my high school mm-hmm. had ocean studies. It's like the only school, I think, in the five boroughs that that's had ocean amazing. studies. Yeah. So did you, I don't think you know. And like marine biology. and. That's what I wanted to do. I went to a, <laughs> for high school, I went to a school called Bridgeport Aquaculture in, yeah. in uh, Connecticut, where I was there for half the day. It was like a weird vocational thing. We spent half the day there, then you go back to your school and do the gen eds. Um, that's what I did. I went to like ocean school. I studied marine yeah. biology and marine sciences and engineering and motorboat repair and like, oh my gosh that's what i wanted to do i wanted to be a marine biologist so bad really yeah well you know i wanted to be an fbi agent it just didn't work out i know seriously i i even i went to college for it i got a master's degree in forensic psychology Get like i was town. yes i was obsessed with um Clary Starling from um, yes. Silence of the Lambs like oh i wanted God. her job i was ready to go to quantico and then <laughs> 
you know, life, you know, because I actually wanted to be a lawyer, too. I was going to go to law school because um, I'm really, like, into that stuff. Like, so is my wife. Like, life. I love, like, watching, like, the ID channel. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I always tell my wife that she, like, it's the same with her. She, she missed out on a career because now her big thing is she watches all true crime all the time. Yes. And then within all of a sudden you'll see her watching it and she'll be looking at her phone and you don't think she'll be paying attention. You're like, just watch, what are you doing? And then she'll be just like, well, I'm looking at the victim's mother-in-law's page. And like, she <laughs> finds, she finds like the victim, wow. the perpetrator, exactly. all of their extended family and stuff. It's very, yes. she loves it. I love it. Yeah, it's total. It's just what's I your don't favorite know. out of the uh, the big like true crime documentary series that are out right now? Is there one that really like grabbed you? Um. Hmm. Well, you know, I know this is gonna sound like just so like predictable, but I'm still obsessed with the O.J. Simpson. No, you, you should know, be. It's still my <laughs> dad. Um, my dad was into it to a point where like this was when Core TV was like huge on cable, like. My dad didn't leave the house. Like yeah. he was like glued to the TV and had me glued, you know, watching this case, you know. Um, and to this day I feel like there's so many like unanswered questions. There are, and that's the issue. Yeah, you know. <laughs> that's why people are so upset. That's why how many, you know, twenty plus years later at this point, they still came out with the people versus OJ Simpson. Exactly. And then they came out with like three documentary series, you know, like to accompany that because people are still just like, ah, I think there's something in the human spirit of not knowing drives everyone right. insane. Right. It, exactly. It's, like, oh, it's really hard to just accept that you'll never know because you're just like, but somebody somebody right 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 like, and wanna, i want to know just want to sit down with oj and 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 kato and, and, the, and, the, and the dog and just be like guys one of you just please tell me what happened oh my gosh i know yes. your official story but like i won't even tell anybody else I'll right go to my i just want to know I just, I just need to know for myself <laughs> oh my god yes oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you um so, so you went to high school in Rockaways. Yes. So, so then where Beach, did you go to? Beach Channel High School. Beach Channel Ocean yes. School. That's yes. good for me to know for my one day future kids. I would love, <laughs> I, I wish I'd gone into marine biology and stuff sometimes yeah. just because I, I love it. I love it so much. If you get me out on a boat, I'm the happiest person hmm. in the entire world. And I can like, I, I, I could spend my whole life eating just seafood if it wasn't so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> But I eat the best stuff. I eat like the garbage fish nobody wants. Like bluefish, I love. Everyone else thinks it's gross. And it's like, no, right. I think it's, they're like, ah, oh, it's oily. It stinks. You're like, yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, so in high school, were you, so, so when did fashion come into it? Were you into fashion in high school? I was into fashion um, probably my whole life, actually. Yeah. You know, I was born into it because my mom was just so into like putting like the most ridiculous things on me. Like I was born in the seventies. So yeah. oh, <laughs> I've seen pictures of me with like floral print wide leg pants and like white platform <laughs> boots. And I'm like four years old, oh probably wondering what the hell am I doing? Like, yeah. what am I wearing? Let me not fall. And, um, and then as I got older, you know, I was, you know, plus size. Yeah. I think when I was in junior high school, I was probably like a size 14, mm -hmm. which back then in the eighties was like, 
you couldn't find anything. Well, especially that was also like the dawn of like heroin chic. It was just starting to come into it too. Exactly. The the most desirable thing you could be was 80 pounds soaking wet. Right. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, I just started to like be more creative with my fashion. Like I used to shop the men's department. Okay. And I would kind of like de-stress my own jeans. Like I've been doing that. What they're selling now, I was doing like back then where I had like the razor blades and stuff and I would like cut my jeans and then wash them, fray them out. Um, I had my little bedazzler. Yeah. Where I was like putting like, you know, gems on my uh, clothes (laughs) and I would cut the necks off of like men's t-shirts. I would tie dye. That's I would, great. Yeah, I had a, and then I had a place that I used to go to um, in Far Rockaway where they used to do like iron-on stuff. Oh, so okay, I would yeah, get yeah. my own shirts. Like I would get my my name, like, like the little foam made. kind of like letters, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would get all that stuff. So you know, I tried to be like really unique. Yeah. I I was like so determined. I was like, so what? You know, if I'm not skinny yeah i still want to dress a certain way of course you know so i mean i liked glam stuff yeah but really more streetwear was was more open to me and i yeah. think that's why like now like i have such a love for streetwear but mm-hmm. i always do like a cross between i'll wear a dress with sneakers or like i'll wear a string of pearls with like a denim jumpsuit yeah and like wear like some glitter shoes you know like just crazy stuff you There's know there's also something about streetwear where I feel like streetwear was the first people to be kind to plus people. Or yeah. Like actual offer <laughs> right. sizes. Like, right. You know, I mean, it was never my personal style. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, I could always, I knew if like worst came to worst, I can always get like a Rockaware or a Sean John yes. or something. And I could actually wear it. Right. Versus trying to force myself into right. some exactly. other stuff. Exactly. And I wonder why that is. I wonder why in the streetwear culture they've, I mean, I, I, I don't know if it's some ethos. I just know in my personal experience, mm-hmm. they've always had a larger size range. I think as people, they like more of the streetwear type of vibe is wearing like baggy yeah. clothing. Which turned out to so. just fit me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's actually, I never thought about that. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> it wasn't baggy right, on me. It was right, very well fitted. Right. <laughs> I mean, that happened to me recently at the Adidas store in Chicago. They have a yeah. flagship store there. Okay. And they don't sell plus sizes. And I saw this pink sweatshirt that I wanted. Now, they go up to like an X, a 2X, like an XXL, yeah. but that's it, you know. Hmm. And that's not even considered like a plus size. No, right? it's not. And I think brands exactly. are Exactly. Yes. I've had an argument with a couple of <laughs> brands just being like, you offering a 2XL does not make you right. inclusive. Right. Because <laughs> we don't know what the cut of that 2XL is. Exactly. Because a 2X and a 2XL are two different things. Yes. Okay, yes. so, but I ended up trying on this Adidas sweatshirt, and I actually fit in the XL, because yeah. it was an oversized fit, but on me, it wasn't oversized. That's what I've been doing. But I'm like, I'm getting this. I don't care how much it costs. It was like $70. I didn't care. Yeah, I was yeah. like, here's my credit card, because I, I always wanted to own something from Adidas yeah. that fit me. I, I don't so, think they realize that. Is, yeah. is there's something about, uh, there's been an, uh, so many incredible uh, plus and big and tall brands who have come out that I, I love dearly and I love supporting. But there's something that like triggers back to us being little kids where I'm just like, I just want to wear that name brand. I yeah. know I, there's there's something, it's like a human validation that mm-hmm. if I get to have that one main brand. Exactly. Like, brand like for me, it was Jordash. Yeah. 
I always wanted to own a pair of Jordache jeans. That's like in the 80s. It was like, it was Jordache. It was uh, Bonjour. Yeah. And it was Gloria Vanderbilt. And Gloria Vanderbilt, God bless her soul, actually had plus sizes. Oh, so I will never forget, the, my mom bought me a pair of turquoise skinny jeans. And turquoise is like the color, like you could see me like a mile away. But yeah. you couldn't tell me anything. I was so happy to be wearing these Gloria Vanderbilt jeans with the little swan on the pocket. <laughs> and they were in my size. I was just so overjoyed. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But it's something about having that accessibility, like my thinner counterparts, for those brands, well, you know? That's the thing. Is, is, I love having our own brands and our own representation. But mm-hmm. it's kind of like... It just harkens back to being a teenager. Like, I want to wear what my friends are wearing. Exactly. That's the big thing is they, they have this and I can't ever have it. Mm-hmm. I've been, I've walked into stores that I won't name because, you know, maybe they'll hire me one day. But <laughs> right. <laughs> I have to be very careful on this show. Like all the time I like, I want to like talk about a certain brand yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, I'm still uh, a businessman. They might one day want to yeah. give me money. So let me just... <laughs> Little shall remain nameless. But there, there's there was one time I walked into a store where they were just like, "Hi, uh, are you shopping for a friend?" And I was what? like, "No, I was, I was shopping for myself." And they're like, "Oh, that we don't, th- there's nothing here." Like, <gasps> like we don't like. Wow. They're like, "You're welcome to try, but there's nothing." <laughs> You're welcome you. to try. Wow. Like, wow. It was. Yeah, it was eye opening. And then um, my uh, Kelvin Davis, notoriously dapper, he had like, mm-hmm. the exact same situation at a similar yeah. store. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, I love the way he dresses. Too. He's unre- He's like yes. one of my big style icons like right now. You know, uh, this is going to sound really weird, but, you know, I follow a lot of bloggers, you know, of for my job and everything. But people think that I follow mostly the women and I don't. I draw more inspiration from the men. Yeah. I'm obsessed. So, like, I really, I'm more, you know, I'm more inclined to look at the men, their blogs, what they're doing. Like, if I could just talk about the men all the time, I would. (laughs) But I don't want to seem like, you know, oh, you're playing favorites. But it's just their style is so hey. impeccable and, and it's so different. Right <laughs> yeah, definitely. The, the men's plus community is still very new and very like yes. struggling yes. for allies and whatnot. And, but the guys who do it, your, your Kelvin Davises, your Kava Kings, your, yes. your big fashion guys out there. They, they, yeah. Oh, they the big fashion guy is my favorite. So I'm dying to meet him. Oh, he's great. I I've tried to meet him at the TCF style expo, but mm-hmm. like, I think he's super famous now because there were so many people around him and I couldn't get to him. Uh, and you know, and I started to think, wow, maybe having the name Marcy Cruz is not that important because I couldn't get to meet him. Oh no. <laughs> because everyone's loved. like, oh because everyone's like, oh my God, you're Marcy Cruz. And I think to myself, okay, they make me sound like I'm super important. So maybe this name has to mean something. Yeah. So maybe I can get to meet him. Oh, you could have totally <laughs> met him. He's 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 so cool. Um, I actually, we were talking, uh, we had a dinner once, um, Asus invited a bunch of us, yeah. uh, just guys to a dinner because they were showing us their new, pl- their new men's plus line. Mm-hmm. So we kind of, kind of like a sneak peek and he was there and we're talking about, uh, it was me and, uh, and big fast guy in marquee mode. We're talking oh, I and love we Marquis. were talking about, um, you know, apartments in New York yeah. City. And he was talking about how much he paid. And he was like, and um, 
and Michael, um, big fashion guy, uh-huh. he's from Detroit. Right. So he doesn't pay for housing. I mean, no, he does, but, but, it's, but it's compared not, to New York yeah, City, totally. it's another. <laughs> and, and Marquise was talking about how much he paid, and Michael was like, blown away <laughs> he could not believe it and then he's just trying to tell him he's yeah. just like no, no 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 you don't get it it's like i'm on the south side of the building i have like four big windows and <laughs> michael just goes are windows a luxury in new york city <laughs> and we're like yeah yes that i mean they yeah. really are yeah they, I've had they are many or not many one but still I've, i think we've all been through our new york apartment hunting stage where we had that one bedroom without windows we were just like, <laughs> or the view of a wall the view of you a, know my buddy kenny in our old apartment there was four guys living in one apartment and he had a window that led to a window like <laughs> For some reason, someone put like this little window thing, and then there was a hallway, and then there was the window. So he oh just my had, goodness. so in the middle of the hallway, he just had a window looking into his room that we wow. could kind of walk by and be like, hey, what you doing in there? <laughs> oh, man. New York oh, realty is the worst. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, but so, okay. So you're in high school and now you're getting, or in high school and college, you're wearing yes. your Jordache. You're looking for your Jordache <laughs> jeans, wearing your Vanderbilts. Um, did you ever, so you wanted to be, so you never really thought of fashion as a no, career choice. No, it was just part of my life, you know. Yeah. Um, and there's so many stories that um, different parts of my fashion mm-hmm. life tells you know like in college I was very militant I was like finding myself so to speak quote unquote and so I was doing a lot of protesting Mm -hmm. um yeah I was one of those students who like took over the school but I'm not going to say when or whatever because I don't know if there's a statute of limitations on it but um But yeah, um, I won't say what school, but like, you know, we were protesting tuition hikes and then I was out there protesting um, subway fare hikes and I was doing like, (laughs) I've only been here for like, I've been in New York for like nine or 10 years. I'm coming up on 10 years in December Uh and the the monthly unlimited was $55 when I moved here and now it's $145. Exactly. And, and what are they doing? Just shutting down service. Exactly. Like, they have less trains. The nine went away. Like, we just stopped. I, like, it's. I mean, it's almost $3 now. Yeah. And, like, people say, oh, well, $3 is not a lot. But it adds up. I mean, I remember when we used to pay a dollar twenty-five. Yeah. So. When I, first, when I first moved here, I think it was, like, maybe. It was either a dollar twenty-five or a dollar fifty. Yeah. Like, it was not a lot of money to ride the subway. It really wasn't. No. And so, yes, I was protesting that. As I was, you should. I'm I was out in the front lines that. with I'm, that. There's, there's, there's yeah. few companies I hate more than the MTA. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So. I had to drive here today because they <laughs> shut down. Every weekend they shut my whole train line down. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Do you, and you live in the city? I live in Queens. I live in Astoria. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Oh, you're, you're in Queens, too. Yeah, That's I'm awesome. in Queens. I'm in the, the top part. Yeah, you, you're in the part that comes awesome. out and around Brooklyn and kind of hugs. Um, it. Yeah. I'm in the part that's just far away from everything. Exactly. <laughs> you know how in LA they say you know it takes an hour to get anywhere. Like that's my story. Like oh. it takes it me. Take you more it takes than me. No, hour. no, but yeah. it takes me two hours to get anywhere. Like Jeez. so, it's like okay, I'll be there, but in two hours. There's okay. So, there's, there's, <laughs> 
Far Rockaways <laughs> is one of them. There's parts of, of New York City that if you live there, it's just like, ooh, you're, how far away are you? Like, I have a buddy who lives in Sheep's Head Bay. Oh, yeah, thing. which we're, is close to me. Yeah, yeah totally. the same thing where it's just like, he's like, all right, if we're having any plans, you need to let me know like two days in advance. Yeah, exactly. To map this out. And it's <laughs> going to take me two hours to get there and two hours to get home. And it's like. Exactly. I'm like, okay, well, how, what, what route am I taking? Like, how am I getting home? I know. I mean, now I have more options, you know, yeah. like, like I love the ferry. We have ferry service now yes. that goes from Rockaway all the way to Wall Street. Which is great. They just also it's opened the awesome. ferry um, in Astoria. Yes. I take it all the time. Yeah, I love, I love it. it. And I mean, it's the same price as the subway and there's no traffic on the water. So it's like awesome you know <laughs> i mean i'm waiting for them to get wi-fi and then i'm set i keep seeing the thing saying <laughs> they said coming, coming soon. soon yeah i'm so excited about that because i i get on the ferry i'm just so excited i get my favorite like there's like this little snack bag of like cashews and like yeah. fruit dried fruit i get my water and i sit at the it's table it's all like really bougie snacks yeah very, yeah you know i'm watching there's no doritos TV. or anything there. no no it's like no. pellegrino water yes. and like <laughs> And whatever is the more expensive version of Reese's Pieces. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so it's like, I feel like I'm like spoiling myself, you know. I'm like, yeah. all I need is like for someone to do, like give me a pedicure or a massage on no. here and like get some Wi-Fi and I'm like, good. You know. I know. I always say if anything's <laughs> going to drive me out of New York City, it'll be transportation. You know. Just be, I'm just... <laughs> I'll just get to a point where I'm like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. You know, it's it's insane. You I know? used to work you know, when I lived in Connecticut and I had a job three towns over. It took me 15 minutes to get there. Mm. And I was crossing three cities wow. to get there versus now where I'm just like, I need half an hour if I'm going from like Astoria to like my friend who lives in like Forest Hills. I'm just like, oh, I'll be wow. there in like 45 minutes. <laughs> like. <laughs> It's like four miles away. Right? It's like, the it's same take borough. Me some time. Oh my goodness. Uh, it's it's <laughs> New York City. Um, do you have any intention of going anywhere else but New York City? Not sure. Have you, you ever know? had the? Th I think all New Yorkers get to the yes. point where it's always like a constant daydream of like, what if? Oh, I of course. Went somewhere else. Well, I mean, I did plan on moving twice, mm -hmm. relocating. It just didn't work out, but. I wanted to, I was actually thinking about moving to Vegas. Vegas is blowing up right now. Yeah. I mean, this was like, I want to say like seven years ago. No, not even longer. Like right before I started blogging in the industry, I was at like, I had just gotten laid off from my job mm -hmm. for seven years. And this is the story I always say what started me in the fashion industry is so this that. This is the perfect transition. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I have been blogging for a long time. Yeah. Um, I used to blog about reality TV and, and um, Ooh, we'll, we'll yeah, circle back to that. yeah. and I'm a big <laughs> reality TV fan, certain shows, not all, but, yeah. and then around 2008, in the same week, um, I got laid off from my job that mm -hmm. I was there for almost eight years and my then boyfriend left me for another woman. Oh my God. Yeah. And so I was basically unemployed and single. <laughs> and, uh. and so that point, you know, I feel like when you get hit like that with so many things at the same time, yeah. it's like, it, it can only be a setup for something amazing. I didn't know at the time. Totally. I kind of didn't know what I was going to do with my life, you know? I was, you know, in my late 30s, I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do with my life? I have no idea how I'm going to pay my rent. Mm -hmm. I mean, they did give me a package and 
I had, you know, but still, yeah. So I ended up going on like on this like eat, pray, love kind of thing where like I took like two like a year off. Mm-hmm. And I cashed in my 401k, which I even hate that I'm saying this out loud because people are going to think I'm nuts. <laughs> but and then I took my package. They gave me a six month package because at the time I was making pretty good money. Yeah. I was a e-commerce manager. Oh, yeah. Then yeah. I was making, making these. So the package was great. Right. And when was this? This was 2008. So that's like the right around like the big e-com boom. Yeah. It's also around the time our economy collapsed, but right. Uh, <laughs> right. So I got out at the right time. But that's but. when like, that's before everyone had Amazon prime and whatnot. That's yeah. like when e-com was like really gaining steam. Yes. Yes. So, yes, yeah, so I ended up taking all this money and I ended up traveling. So that's I like, awesome. I picked up, I went to Europe by myself. Like I went to London, I went to Paris, I went to Amsterdam, I went to Brussels. Oh. Um, I, <laughs> I was just, I was all over the place, you yeah. know, and I don't know. I felt like I was looking for something, but I didn't know what I was looking for, you know? Yeah. And then of course, you know, the money runs out totally. and it's like, what's next? What am I going to do? And the one thing has always sustained me in life is my writing. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been writing since I was four years old. Like I used to journal when I was a kid and I would, you know, my favorite author is Stephen King. So like I always said, I want to be like Stephen King. I want to write like these books. I want the books to become movies and get screen. Oh, yeah. Like that's like my major dream yeah. in a sense, you know. To and overall. Yeah, goal. and you know, writing is something that can transcend. Absolutely. Over anything, so you know, and when I look back on my career, like I've worked in, I've worked in travel. I've worked for an airline. I worked. Yeah for the company where I got laid off was a catalog company of plus size brands, which you'll know one of them because you worked with one of them. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> okay. I and I could I say it. their name because I kind of left on good terms. It was just they laid me off because they just, they laid off a bunch of people. They were doing layoffs like every six months. Yeah. And you know, I was the last one in. Yeah. And, and, so usually and, you're the first one out. Yep. And I'm still on good terms with them. So, um, but um, do you want me to say the name? Kind of. I'm curious. <laughs> I think I know who it is. I, I, I think I, I've guessed who it is. But yeah. At the time, they were called Red Cats, but now they're called Full Beauty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly what I thought. And I were. actually <laughs> started, when I started my career there, and I think this is why I'm so like immersed in uh, big and tall men's fashion, is yeah. I started on King Size. I worked for f- my yeah, first five years. I worked as the website administrator for King Size. That's awesome. So I was the one putting products on the site. Yeah checking the copy, uh, you know, proofing emails and like working with like the marketing team to like create, um, you know, the content for the emails, yeah. any sales we would have going on, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, it was pretty interesting because it was my first time venturing into like any kind of like web stuff. Yeah. Because I came from an airline. Yeah. You know, so where I had gotten laid off too because of 9-11. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I worked for Continental Airlines, and they like laid off twelve thousand people, like after nine yeah. eleven. But that was fine. But um, because they ended up folding anyway, and yeah, so no, United they, they, or whatever. They so they became part of them or whatever. United, yeah. yeah. So um, so yeah. So this was exciting. And then from um, King Size Direct, I went into working on One Stop Plus, which is now FullBeauty.com. Mm. So I was there for the launch. Like I was w- one of the people on the team that kind of created this site yeah you know and it was a lot of work um but it was exciting you know and then the last position i had there was jessica london i was the e-com manager and oh. that's when i got laid off but um but 
it was a great experience because I got to really learn about fashion yeah. and what goes on behind the scenes too. Even like marketing, buying, stuff like that, the e-com stuff. So yeah. But I loved working on King Size. I loved it. Yeah. It no, they're, they're they're a great yeah. group to work with. Like yeah. I always say they're they're one of my they're one of my big steadfasts. Like yeah. I work with a lot of brands but I work with them every shoot they have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, It's no. just one of those things where I'm like, they're one of my main, because they were there for me. And I, yeah. I, I have a big thing about brands who were there for me in the very beginning. Right. And for me, that's, that, that was Target and King Size. They were my first two, mm-hmm. right? Like Target was my first. And then after that, King Size took me on. And my work with those two spawned so much other work. Right. So I'm very... I'm a, I'm a little loyal. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, I loved working there. The team was awesome. Yeah. Um, I still keep in was touch Richard with... Richard Latham still there? Or was he not still there? I don't know if he was... I mean, he's mm-hmm. been there for a while. He was. The, he's a creative director now for King Size. That was probably after my time. Maybe. He's, yeah. He's nice. <laughs> yeah. Do you... Uh, well, when, when did you start working with them? Uh, only about three years ago. So like mm. 2000... 16, 15, 16. So that's like, like that. after my time. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I know my boss there, um, she ended up moving to another department. Yeah. But we still keep in touch. And then I ended up working for her for Jessica London because she moved to Jessica London. Okay. So, and I still keep in touch with a lot of like the fo- my former coworkers on Facebook. And yeah. They're good people. So Very after Full Beauty, is that what kind of spawned your... Yeah. I got to take this on myself. You know, it was funny because um, I started hearing about like all these events that were going on in the city uh, for plus size fashion. And I thought, hey, let me check it out, you know. And there were two uh, girls I used to work with uh, at Jessica London Mm -hmm. who kind of branched out to do their own thing. And they um, did a website called Madison Plus. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you know Amy. Cheshire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know yes. I know of her. I think yes. I met her one. I think I met her. But I definitely yeah. Know. yeah. Um and now she's working at Universal Standard. It's just yeah. it's a really it's a small world. So she gave me like my first break, like my first writing break. She said, Hey, would you be interested in covering a fashion show at Redress in Brooklyn? And this is when Redress had a store in downtown Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And there was this young girl from FIT who was doing a fashion show there. And she was challenging FIT in terms of, you know, what size their mannequins were and their sample sizes. Yeah. So she created that. She decided she was going to do a plus size collection, even though the, her professors were telling her no. Hmm. So she decided, I'm going to do a show. So she did it at Redress. So when I went to Redress and I covered it, that's when I met Gwen DeVoe. Oh, okay. Because I was talking to Leslie, who was a cashier there. And Leslie now is a stylist and was on, like, a TV show on Lifetime. Like, people just, you know, it's amazing how you meet people. This and world then, is so right. much smaller than you think it is. Yes. It's, it's, it's creepy. Actually. Yes. <laughs> yes. So Leslie was like, do you know who that is? I said, who is that? That's Gwen DeVoe. She's, like, the creator of Full Figure Fashion Week. You need to go meet her. So, of course, even though I'm a writer and I can kind of be in my shell, I'm not scared to, like, go up to someone and introduce myself. So I went up to Gwen, and she's shopping. And I go, hi, um, I just want to introduce myself. And she's like, okay, I'm Gwen. And I said, I'm Marcy. So she said, oh, Marcy. And she thought that I was Marcy Guevara, who was a blogger at the time out in L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, no, I'm not that Marcy. I'm I'm that other Marcy. 
I said, but you're going to know this Marcy. And she was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then we started chatting, and she was really cool. And then uh, maybe about six to eight months after, she sends me a message on Facebook, and she offers me a job. That's awesome. <laughs> so I ended up working for her for two years on the production team for Full Figure Fashion Week. Get out of town. Yes. That's, that's why I so said. <laughs> Oh, everything happens yeah. for a reason. It, yes. like, I'm, I'm a big believer in things work out yeah. somehow. Yeah. Like it, the universe sort of just like puts itself together. Yes, exactly. That's awesome. So when did you launch um, Fearlessly Just Me? Well, I actually launched it in 09. Okay. And it started out as like just like me talking to myself, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no one's going to read this crap, you know? Um but I don't know, I just started talking about like my favorite things like traveling, um, you know, fashion, but I wasn't really like talking too deep about fashion. Mm -hmm. It was just go, oh, these are my favorite things, you know. I had no idea that, you know, you could actually make money off of blogging. Yeah. You know, I well, had no idea of this stuff. Other people you know? didn't know that either. <laughs> <laughs> so and you know, so I just use it as like a platform to kind of write about like my thoughts, like, you know, dating yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and just talking a lot about trying to find myself too and trying to build my confidence, you know? Yeah. Um, because at the time I was more focused on the other jobs that were coming my way and just kind of like, you know, I got into this like mode of like working for other people yeah. and you get comfortable because you don't have to be in the spotlight, it's, it's scary but you still get credit reins, yeah. for your work, yeah. if that makes any sense. Oh, no, it totally makes but sense. But you don't have to be in the front. You know, yeah. you're not the face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I was happy getting a byline with my name on it. Yeah. Or, like, even when I worked for Gwen, I was just happy that people knew, oh, Marcy was the one who, you know, she ran the shopping event. Or yeah. she helped out with the, you know, the sponsorship, like, the advertising, you know? Um but I didn't need like that limelight. Yeah. You know, I kind of shied away from it. So I don't know. It worked out for me in that way. <laughs> no, I know. It, it's, it's, there's something, you said something earlier that I really liked about how like writing is a way to like lift yourself. Yes. I think something that speaks out to anyone in the creative field mm -hmm. is I think we all knew somehow, like no matter where we came from in the day that, there was there was different ways to make it, but like writing and creating creating something of your own, whether it be a business or a you know a book or a website or music or anything, actually creating art was always a way to like bring yourself out of the world that you came from into another world. And I feel like there's something very powerful about knowing that that's there yeah. but it's so terrifying to start doing it right so i think it's it's almost like something everybody knows but they would be every, a lot of people just go into the yeah but what would i do how could i do this uh who's gonna listen who's gonna yeah. but you have to start somewhere like mm -hmm. you started writing for yourself essentially like yeah. just, just writing your thoughts down and talking about travel and whatnot and i don't know it's really cool how the universe kind of finds a way to to, to kind of set a path for you that makes sense. Yes, yes. It's pretty incredible, you yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know. I like I've always been someone who journals. Yeah. So, oh, which I admire so much. I wish I could do yeah. that. It's something I always wish I, I do you know how many I have like five of them in my house of like 
started journals with mm. two days of writing and then I forget that journal exists and then I buy a whole new book and write <laughs> two days and then stop and then it's like I just don't have the discipline for it <laughs> I don't know why I don't know it's like having a conversation with myself yeah I, I know it sounds so strange but um, no it's, it, it doesn't you know I mean that's even how I am with like God like not to bring religion into it but like yeah. I I don't pray traditionally like to God. Like I have conversations with God. Yeah. You know, I'm like, what's up now? What, what are you doing here? Like, yeah, come on, yeah. can you work with me here? God, please. You know, like I, t- I tell people God is my homeboy, which, you know, <laughs> my mom is like, you should not say that. So, oh my God. Um, I hope no one gets angry, but no, um, no, that's how I think angry. of him. Like he's just, you know, and that's how I've always been, even with my writing. Like, yeah. you know, my writing style is very um, unique in a sense where I write how I talk. Yeah. So people could read what I write and they could actually hear me saying it. Yeah. You know, and from what I understand, that's not easy to do. I don't know. It just comes natural hey. to me. Um, and I'm someone like, you could tell me, I need you to write something about my cat. Yeah. And, um, you know, my cat. And you tell, you give me like two or three sentences and I'll just write something on the fly about, you know, I don't know. I've always had that. And that's why I say it's a gift. Yeah. It's a gift that I'm always like thankful for because it has gotten me this far in life where it has gotten me noticed. It has gotten yeah. me jobs. It's important um, to recognize that stuff. I mean, yeah. a lot of people, especially in the plus community focus so much on what they don't have and they mm-hmm. focus so much on what they think is wrong with them. Right. And they don't realize I'm like, it's very easy to dwell on the negative, but if you focus on those little gifts that were given to you by, you know, if you call it God, if you call it the universe, if you Mm -hmm. call it whatever, it's, if if you focus on that, you Mm -hmm. actually, that's how you thrive. And you might not even notice you're good at it, but it's like, you need to start paying attention (laughs) to stuff that you're good at and do that thing. Like it's, I don't know. It's been I also come from a place of, of, of I'm very lucky that my career has been going well. So I know like some people listen and they're like, well, yeah, of course you can say that you're doing great. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, yeah, but I wasn't for most of my right, life. Right, right. And, and, and yeah. I'm just lucky enough that I recognized or something. I didn't even recognize it. Someone else recognized something mm-hmm. that I was sort of good at. And it kind of just kept going from there. And that was what was meant for you. I think that many people look at at the surface they see the end result they don't see what goes into it right so modeling modeling looks very you know appealing and fabulous and people don't know the work that goes into it oh yeah right so everyone wants to be a model yeah but my thing is not everyone's meant to be a model and and that's okay you shouldn't feel bad yeah we're allowed to dream Mm -hmm. but we also have to be realistic with ourselves like you know um and we have to recognize what our gifts are because i believe that everyone has something to offer the world totally and i but i think you have to channel into that sometimes we get too caught up in things that are not meant for us yeah and then we wonder why things are not working out instead of saying well maybe it's not working out because it's not meant to be but maybe there's something else yeah you know so you never know. You got sometimes you gotta cash out your four hundred one k and go traveling. For you a know. Now, speaking of modeling, so you've started doing some modeling yourself. Yeah, I'm so pretty what, shocked. Who, who, who's the first person who who is just like because you know you had been writing about it? Who's the first person that's like, how about you get in front of the camera? 
Well, <laughs> well, when I started blogging more and I noticed that I actually have to take pictures of myself, um, yeah. that kind of started that. Um, but then it was that Gwenny B., the opportunity that I had gotten with them. Mm -hmm. um, Kelly Augustine, who used to be the, she's the one who spearheaded this whole First Fit project at Gwenny B. Um, she had reached out to me almost three years ago and was saying, I'm working on a project at Gwenny B. I would love for you to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. Turns out it was a project where um, they would have different girls of different sizes, shapes, and heights. And we would basically try on clothes that are going to launch like in two weeks and then they would take up a photographer, take a picture of us, and then we would write a fit review of how the item fit. Yeah. So I thought the writing, I got it. No, this, totally. this, is, yeah. this is great. I could do this in my sleep. But then I had to learn how to be in front of the camera. Yeah. <laughs> and I had the beginning was terrible. Like, but the photographer there is so amazing. Because I told him, please feel free to direct me because I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I'm like posing so awkwardly. Like I did the same thing when I started. Yeah, like, yeah you have to get on stage. You get on set and you just admit, like, I don't know anything. Exactly. Tell me exactly what to do. Maybe by like the fourth or fifth time we do this, I'll I'll kind of know what you I'm know, doing. But really? right now, this is your job is to teach me what I'm doing here. Yeah, and you know, but it was like once I got over like the nerves, I said, you know, this is a great opportunity to yeah. learn all that I can. Not just about the modeling, but like feeling more at ease in front of the camera, feeling more confident yeah. in my skin, learning how to move more freely. Mm -hmm. Because I said, this will not only like build, you know, my career here, but it will also help me in life. Yeah. Because then I won't be so, because sometimes I'm, you know, I've been told I can be a little, you know, wound up or like I get nervous, you know. Yeah. So to be Nothing a little more chill, you Nothing's going to strip away. Uh, insecurity and anxiety more than just being forced in front of the camera. Like exactly. That. It's like really bad because I was the same. I'm way more open and I don't even know if I like the term confident, but I'm just more comfortable because I had to be. It was right. or I just or just shut down and disintegrate. And it was kind of like a okay. I know this is all supremely uncomfortable. Getting all this, you know, attention, being in front of the camera, moving right. a body that you haven't been comfortable with, and pretending that you are comfortable with it. But you better learn to be comfortable with it, otherwise this whole career goes bye bye. So it's right. kind of like what I what we had to do. Yeah, and then they're just like they're telling you things like oh, like you know. A uh, smize, like I hear that a lot, and I'm just like, um. Luckily, I watched that okay. show growing up, so I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? I know. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so I've learned a lot from doing that. Learning like what's my best angles and how to move my arms and just yeah. like the little tricks, you know. Keeping Everyone your thumbs in out in the pockets, you know. Know, some um, people, depends, depends, I, that, that's a big debate in the men's community. Really? Every single, that's the number one thing about modeling is how do you put your hand in your pocket? Pockets. There are people that uh, want the thumbs out. There are people who yeah. hate the thumbs out really? and they want the whole hand in. There are people who just want the thumb in and you to do like the hook thing. Hmm. It, I, it is, it's so funny because every single <laughs> job I go on to, every time it's a new job, I ask them, like, what's your pocket rule? Do you want full hand, thumb out, just thumb? Like, <laughs> like how, do you, how do you like your pockets? Because oh, people, my goodness. People, it's a weird, they're very specific yeah. about it. Some people are yeah. super specific. Like, 
A lot of brands love it. They're like, no, you need the thumb out. You need that. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I know King Size hates the thumb out. They really? Need, they like full hand or the the hooked thumb. Hmm. I know. Because I feel like your hand gets lost if there's no thumb out. Well, that's the thing. You know and, I mean? all the, and there's, like, a separate – you still have to show, even if you're wearing long sleeves, mm-hmm. there has to be that, like – glint of skin so they know mm, it's a hand and right that, like, it's, there's a lot of specific rules about See, modeling that exactly I didn't know yeah people don't know this you know I it's know, like it's, i got yeah. I can, you know there's like a full manual of like this is what you can and cannot do right trust us people have tried it <laughs> this is what works you know yeah exactly it's like, you can try to do other stuff we'll tell you to do the old stuff <laughs> it's, just, it's just how it works yeah. Um, so, 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 Gwenny B is not the only people you've started modeling for. No. I know you've been doing a video series for Glamour. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm like really super excited about that too. Yeah. Um, you know, a blogger, a fellow blogger had uh, put a call on Facebook that mm-hmm. Glamour magazine was looking for plus size women. Uh, between these, she gave like a size range. And I saw my size and I was like, what? Okay. Yeah. How weird <laughs> is that that yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm a size 26. Sure. Yeah. And um, I went in for the call. The first video was about denim. Mm-hmm. And it was basically women sizes 00, zero to 30 wearing the same pair of jeans. So the first video was old navy jeans. And they were like these high-waisted jeans that were actually amazing. Yeah. Um, and it was weird because it was like my first video that I had done. Um, in that, cause I had done one for Revelous, yeah. but this one was more larger in scale. Revelous was like a small room. It was like two people in there yeah. and I was wearing like a bathing suit, but this is Glamour magazine. This is Glamour yeah. magazine. Like they had like a whole team. They had like a yeah. production list, like a call, like a, the, 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 um, the call list and all this stuff. And, yeah. and you know, and then we actually, I actually got like my hair and makeup done. I was like, oh my gosh, like I feel special, you know, cause usually like some of the stuff that you do, they say you have to come makeup ready. Yep. Like Gwenny B's like that. You have to totally. come here and make up ready. So with Glamour's like, no, just come in, just basically roll out of bed and come here and yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll hook you up. So I'm yeah. like, okay. So I ended up going for this video. The first video I was like, oh, I looked kind of stiff because mm-hmm. I just felt awkward because, you know, they're like, oh, well, dance around. And I'm like, what? Oh, I hate that more than yeah. anything. They're like, just start dancing. What? Yeah. And what part of the look of me makes you think I just start dancing. You know, yeah, like they said, well, what do you want to hear? And I was just like, uh, okay, just put some Cardi B on. I don't know. Yeah. And then, but then I realized like Cardi B, yeah, it's good to like bop your head too, but like some of her songs, you just can't like dance around like in a happy dance. You know what I mean? No, like, they're a little, they're, 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 um, What's the term? Not negative, but they're a little more. They're harder. They're a little. Yes, it's a little yes, harder. It's a little, yeah. There's a, there's a little more anger behind the music. Yes, <laughs> right. And I think at the time it was Bodak Yellow, which is not yeah. really like a song you could dance to. Like the one she just came out with. That's I like it. You can dance to that. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So I was kind of stiff. And then you know, a lot of people don't notice about me, but I love to dance. I love music. Yeah. And you know, but I dance in my house. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm still, like, I'm confident, but, like, I have to admit, like, I'm still working on being confident enough to dance in public. Yeah. Like, it's one of the things that I struggle with, and I'm saying this for the first time out loud. No one knows this, so you you get the scoop first. Thank you. Um, (laughs) But I feel like it's important for me to talk about because I think there's a lot of people that are like that. And I I feel so self-conscious when I go to events and people are dancing and 
people are like having fun and I want to do that, but I'm so afraid of dancing in public. Like, I think I'm going to look like an idiot. There's always that fear being like being a bigger person. We've been made fun of our whole life for the Mm -hmm. way we look. Mm -hmm. So things like, especially dancing, all we think is, I'm going to look stupid doing that. People right. are going to laugh at me. So it's like, it, it's, it's, ugh. Yeah, uh, it's it hard. There are hangups so, you live with for the rest yes, of your life. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And like recently at Full Figure Fashion Week on the White Cruise, I was yeah. there. I danced a little bit in the corner. Like I was really coming out of my shell because to see other people that are my totally. size, whatever, they were like getting, the people were getting down. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm still trying to get to that point, but I'm working on it. You know, yeah. I always tell myself baby steps. Yeah you know, and just take it one day at a time. So, so, so with the glamor video, it was just like, oh my God, I feel like a dork. So I'm like, you know, dancing like this little happy dance. They had me dancing with another girl and you know, we're, they say, oh, well act happy. So we like look at each other and we're like, hi, you know, laughing, whatever. Yeah. And we're dancing in our jeans. Like we're so happy. So I ended up being the opener for that video because I said the famous line, I call jeans Satan's pants. <laughs> 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 and it was so funny that now, like, they, um, the person um, who does the video, she loves me so much. She's like, I want you in every video. Yeah. I expect the soundbite from you from every video. <laughs> like, they, they, we did one video with leggings from um, yeah, I, the I just brand saw, I just Day One, the Day yeah, One yeah. from I Candace Afeen, who I love. I love. And I had said, life is short, wear the leggings. They, they use that line, too. That's <laughs> Uh, so I have two more coming out that haven't come out yet. I can't wait to see And them. I'm excited. Yeah, that totally. A, it's great. I think it's so important because for, we don't have, you and I talked a little bit off mic. People have become very comfortable with the, with, with like the, the 12 to 16 right. or the 12 to 18 range in mm-hmm. plus fashion mm-hmm. for women. But you don't see a lot of representation past that you don't so i mean with the exception the only big name is tess holiday Mm -hmm. she's the only like star that is of the correct is above that and i think it's so important i don't know there's still a little bit of like i think fat phobia when it comes to seeing bigger people because i know even for myself i've discussed it i'm a big guy Mm-hmm. I'm very big, but for some brands, I'm still considered way too big. And they will, like, even mm-hmm. ones who offer it, they don't want to use me. Right. Because they're like, oh, no, we still need to show, like, you know, just like a bigger shouldered, you know, still very fit guy. And I'm like, but I'm the, I'm your customer. Exactly. I'm who you're selling to. <laughs> exactly. Why won't you represent, why won't, like, I'm, <laughs> I now have gotten to the point where my thing is if I see um, a guy with a six pack, modeling the clothes I won't buy them mm. is my new thing right and I got that from Jenny Runk actually started mm. that push Jenny, I love her too she's amazing yeah and, and she she was talking about how she made the push to now she will only shop for with inclusive brands because she's right on the edge she's like she's like a you know like a 14 ish mm-hmm. so she could still shop in standard sizes but she, that's she made the conscious decision that I will not you know patronize any uh any company that is not size inclusive 
To which I told her, I was like, I wish I could do that. That sounds <laughs> so great. Um, but I would be going to the same store right, <laughs> every right, single right. day if I did that. Because in men's, in the men's, men's world, still pushing. So, yes, so, yes. But I've made the decision where I'm just like, I, I only am going to purchase clothes if I, if I see someone... If I'm being sold it from my own representation of size, right, is something I've been trying to do, which which sadly has turned into a lot of me just buying clothes that I model, but <laughs> right but because it's kinda, you, yeah because you're limited already. There's um, not too many, and I and I totally get it because like for me like I'm even often outsized yeah. in my own in my own industry because many brands stop at a 24. Yeah. And then you have the brands who do offer extended. Mm-hmm. Um, one brand, which shall remain nameless, mm-hmm. um, refuses to work with me. Refuses because I'm too big. Like, and they promote their extended sizes. Yeah. With they use influencers that are like a size 18 and under. They figure, let me show a visibly plus size 18 that's curvy. Yes. And then promote the extended sizes. Yeah over 24 and I just feel like why would you do that like why are you afraid to show a body like mine like it's been proven that people do want to see that but then I also know it has been proven that there's still a stigma so like people do tend to shy away because when they do see a body like mine especially if it's like in a provocative manner yeah like in a bathing suit or lingerie there are people that come out with the hate, oh, you yeah. know, the know trolls and everything. Well. So I think that that's why brands kind of shy away a little bit. So I, I honestly don't know because I understand both sides. But I know for me personally, sometimes it affects me because, you know, I work so hard on my confidence. Yeah. And even like in the dating, in dating world, right? Yeah. You know, some men say they love plus size women. But even then, when they say plus size, you have to ask them, what do you mean plus size? Because there is a size limit that a man has. So, you know, like you have men that say, oh, I'll date I'll date a big girl. But big to them would be a size 16. Yeah. Which is right. As average as America gets. Exactly. Exactly. Like they will never date someone my size. And I and I have to ask the question, like, why is my size indicative of my beauty? Like, yeah. you know, um, I'm just as much a woman as the size 16. Yeah. I think that I'm a good looking woman. I'm just larger. Yeah. You know? And so I think that I would love for people to expand their minds more on beauty. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I think that's slowly happening. Yeah. But it's slowly happening. Slowly. But think about it. I mean, it was only. <laughs> Five years ago, even it was. I mean, there were there were there were people doing plus, but you would never see before Ashley Graham became as mainstream as she was. Mm-hmm. She even she was just getting hate like crazy. She's mm-hmm. one of the most beautiful women who's ever lived, and she yeah. and she would get hate because everyone was like there, there was it was the whole fat phobia thing. And she's a size sixteen. She's mm-hmm. as average as you could possibly get. Exactly. And yet, and people still even came out that. But now we're at the point. I feel um, that I think the mainstream is becoming more comfortable with at least that size range, the up to 18 size range. Mm-hmm. And it's not good enough, but it's definitely like a baby step 
in the right direction in the right direction yeah. it's like all right so we got them over <laughs> the size six limit <laughs> up right. to 16 right now we need to push from like 16 to 30 and above it's the same mm-hmm. with men I've, we've gotten them from being only comfortable with a 30 inch waist to like now they're going to go up now people are comfortable with up to like a 38 mm-hmm. uh i'm 42 so that doesn't help me too much <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but luckily i've been able to like uh, push past that a little bit but they, you know they're they're comfortable in that range but then you have guys that go up to 60 that they're mm-hmm. like they're super uncomfortable with and i think it's so important you know people like you and me to just keep pushing those boundaries of what people believe is just worthy like that's the yes. thing and i'm just like it, it's 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 human worth you you are not worth less because of your size you're exactly. not worth more because of your size exactly it, it's just it's a factor it's what makes us individuals rather than a classification because people make up like you know people make so many assumptions about you because oh yes it, it's just oh the, i've been told i'm gonna die tomorrow oh yeah um and you know it's so funny it's kind of ironic because i don't have any health issues aside yeah. from okay i'm anemic and i have asthma asthma runs in my family but i don't have diabetes I don't have high blood pressure. Yeah. I don't have high cholesterol. Like I'm pretty much healthy for the yeah. most part. Um, and people think that someone my size, like I would be riddled with so yeah, many, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's the most things going thing. on. And no, I'm not. There was a great poem I saw. I follow, like I I, I watch poetry online sometimes. <laughs> and there's this this woman, uh, uh, you know, uh, a, a a plus woman poet who starts off her poem with saying, the old joke goes, a man goes into the uh, doctor's office and says, doctor, it hurts when I move my arm like this. And he says, so don't move your arm like that. And then she goes, fat girl goes into a doctor's office and says, doctor, my arm hurts when I move it like that. And the doctor says, have you considered weight loss surgery? Exactly. And it's like, yeah. everyone tries to tie it back <laughs> to it. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's so sad. It, it really so, is. I mean, you cannot... And I just tell people this all the time. You cannot diagnose someone's health on how yeah. they look. No. Because you'd be surprised there are thin people who are really sick. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. Uh, sadly, this has been amazing, Marcy. But sadly, we got to wrap up <laughs> because that's how it works. But this has been so much fun. Um, before we go, yes. can, there's a lot of people who have been like you and me and have been bigger their whole life. Or have other things that felt like they were holding them mm-hmm. back, whether it be their size or their gender mm-hmm. or their race or their sexuality or what have you. A lot of pe- people have grown up feeling less than mm-hmm. for all of these reasons. Um, as someone who had that experience like I did, but has grown up to make such an amazing thing of yourself, what advice can you give to maybe our younger listeners especially who just kind of feel like, all of these obstacles are in their way from achieving what they think they can achieve. Oh, wow. Um, well, I would start by doing um, advising to do something that I do on a daily basis. I look in the mirror every morning, and sometimes I feel crappy. I have my bad days. Yeah. But I choose one thing about me that I love, and I focus on that one thing. Mm-hmm. And I think about what incredible things that one thing has done for me. It could be my hands, it could be my legs, you know, your feet, your feet have taken you everywhere that you go. Yeah. And you build on that. 
every day you choose one part of you that you love and you speak to that part. Yeah. Um, because I think that we have to change the narrative that within ourselves. We, you know, the story we tell ourselves is what we believe more than over what anybody else says. Yeah. So we have to start with ourselves, the story we tell ourselves. We start the story, of course, with the first sentence, the first chapter, you know. Um, self-love, the journey, it doesn't happen overnight. It's something you have to work at. It's something that you, t- you do every day. Yeah. You'll have bad days, but you can't give up. So look in the mirror and just, you know, if you love your eyes, your eyebrows, I don't know, that little freckle on your forehead, like yeah. celebrate that. And I, th- I guarantee you, like you do that every day, you'll find more things that you love about yourself. And then soon you'll love your whole self. Yeah. You know, and you'll accept I'm not perfect, but I'm me. Like, always remember, there's only one you in the world, Mm -hmm. and that's pretty kick-ass. You know, it's like, you know, not to have anyone else like you, Yeah. you know, and you bring something special to the world. That's perfect. Marcy, thank you so much for coming by. Thank you for Um, having me. Everyone, please follow Marcy on all of the social medias whose handles are fearlesslyjustme.net is my blog, and Mm -hmm. then I'm fearlesslyjustme on Facebook and Instagram. And fearlessly just me on Twitter, but without the T after just. So it's fearlessly just, you know, Twitter is like, Twitter oh, my God. Happens. I know. You, you know, it. the character limit. I'm like, geez. So <laughs> whatever. And you can also see uh, some of my articles at plusmodelmag.com. You can check me out on Gwenny B. Check out the reviews. And just look for more Glamour videos on YouTube. Hell Yeah. And I have other things happening, so just, so just stay, stay tuned. tuned. More exciting, more so big and tall men stuff too. I'm really gonna get yeah. immersed in that world because I think you guys need the help. Oh God, we do. You need an advocate, <laughs> yes. Awesome. Thank you so much, Marcy, for coming by. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. What a wonderful woman. Thank you so much, Marcy, for being on here. Everyone, please go follow Marcy at Fearlessly Just Me uh, without a T on Twitter, as we learned, um, and follow her blog. She does amazing stuff. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Zach Miko, Z-A-C-H-M-I-K-O, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BigThingsPod at our website, BigThingsPod.com. Email us at Zach at BigThingsPod.com and Josh at BigThingsPod.com. Thank you guys so much, as always, for being here. And until next week, remember to go out into the world and do big things.